in the darkest corners of the podcast dungeon, you have come across another goddamn horror podcast. With Graham Faye, Jonas Barnes, and Ryan. Welcome, everybody, to yet another goddamn horror podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Ryan Danley coming to you from a, um, actually, like, the perfect Oregon day. It was literally the perfect Oregon day. Like, it was, like, sunny, but, like, a little crisp wind blowing through the air. Like, you could go shorts or a sweatshirt. You know what I mean? Like, you could really go, you know, on our way to do whatever we do here in Oregon, you know, burn down malls and stuff like that. We, uh, we, uh, we had a, we, uh, had a nice day for it. I feel really great. I worked in my yard a little bit, um, you know, got home from work. Um, you know, it was real nice and sweet. How, how was, how was you, how was your day Jonas of working in your yard and stuff? I feel like every time you bring up your yard, you're a dick. <laughs> every time. Uh, no, it was, I mean, New York is, it's weird because New York has this thing that, like, when I moved here, I didn't realize that it was a high humidity city. So now whenever it starts to go into that spring, summer, like, the heat comes up, it's like, oh, yeah, it's 72 degrees out, but you can already feel the humidity, and it's like, ah, oh, fuck me, the summer's coming. Like, it's that type of <laughs> Dude, thing. This is panicking. Uh, like, I'm not, I'm going to have to start not wearing sleeves like Graham. Like, it's just, I'm not, it's not, it's going to have to happen. Uh, no, it was like, uh, it was nice today, though. It was really, really nice, and it, like, we finally got away from, like, the 20-plus mile-per-hour winds that we kept on having. So it was actually a pretty decent day. But I can it's tell great. it's gonna be. I I can tell it's gonna be a really fucking hot summer. I can tell it's gonna be. No, no. Today was awesome. I walked a dog through the park. Um, I went out to dinner with Molly at the Costello Plan because we wanted to eat outside, and I had uh, a soup and tater tots. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> that's They're a very like white. That's such a white stuff. meal. <laughs> well, it was butter. It was butternuts. Wait, yeah, the whole thing was because it was like fancy <laughs> tater tots and uh and butternut squash soup. It was really good though. Um, and then I just watched the uh the new Jesus piece set on Hate Five Six just dropped like five days ago. Ryan, nice. I think you would like that a lot. Yeah, I will check it um, out. I'm a big yeah. fan. Um, and I spent this week actually was really cool on Monday after work. I was in a lot of pain and I said, fuck it. I went up to go see Jigsaw Youth in Manhattan. I haven't gotten to see them. They're a Brooklyn fucking all female uh, grunge rock band. I don't know. They fucking rule. And I've wanted to see them for so long. And I finally got up there and went up by myself and was sitting there. And my buddy was there, Keith. And that was awesome. And, um, and I listened to Dead to Me all week and that, that fucking rule so yeah it's been a really good week actually i actually almost i almost had to, to call out of tonight's episode because i was almost almost gonna go to the uh princess goes to the butterfly museum show over at la poison oh, rouge <laughs> right like, and i was almost gonna do that just and literally it would have been for like photography purposes 
and it was it's i saw that they were coming and i was like oh yeah i fucking forgot like dexter's the head you know the lead singer of that band and i've heard them before and i'm like it's so not my type of music but the photography would have been amazing and then i was like i also been fun I was like, I also do not want to go into the city tonight. So, like, yeah. this show's gonna rule. I would much rather do this show than than go out to that tonight. Well, we keep our yeah. we keep our guests just waiting here longer while we talk about bullshit. <laughs> no, no, I talked about bullshit. Uh, yeah, I can't even believe I talked that long about shit. Um, no, today we have uh, my buddy Derek from the fucking fantastic hardcore band Gordita Beach. Derek, thank you for being here. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, um, fuck yeah, I, man! I was lucky enough to catch Gordita Beach when I was in New York last time for, uh, and it was. Uh, I, I frankly, I was blown away. Um, I uh, like like when I watched Mad Max Fury Road, I remembered why I like movies, kind of. You know what I mean? Like it was just like action, and like, and I kind of feel like when I watch your band. I mean, this is I know this is this is saying a lot, but like it kind of reminded me why I like like hardcore. You know what I mean? Like why I like it was really like that good. Like I was like, this is wow. so perfectly good. Like that I'm just like so utterly impressed. I have told every single person I know to listen to your band. It is it is really that good. So can you uh can you write that down, and send it to me so I can put it on our press release? <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 I will actually. Um, because it's uh it's it's not good. Sorry to interrupt you, uh, Grant. But I just had to come across. No, no, that's yeah, no. Yeah, I, interrupt I, with that kind of stuff all you want. Yeah, <laughs> please, for real. Um, yeah, no, I've known uh Derek for a while now. Um, I think. I was trying to figure this out, but I think I first met you at a Super Bloom show at the Nest. Yeah, my other band, uh, Savage Youth. Savage Youth. Okay. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, we're on the bill. Yeah. Yeah, you were on the bill. And I remember being like, oh, this guy's awesome. And I remember you specifically uh, because it was months later, I was at the Janelle James Festival at the Bell House and I saw you, but I didn't exactly recognize you. I recognized, I believe it was a Full of Hell patch. Yeah, on your yeah. vest, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, I recognize that patch, and I sort of recognize the dude in that vest." So I went up. I was like, "Geared from Savage," and yes, and uh, and then I asked you to play on my uh, Groundhog Day show, and you have been on every single one basically uh, since, because uh, you fucking rule. But yeah, um, thank you so much for being here. I don't know where I was going with that, but um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Gordita Beach. So yeah, I, I, the last time uh, for the last show, the Groundhog's Day show, I got in contact with you. I was like, hey, can Savage Youth play? And you're like, no, <laughs> I have this other band, Gordita Beach. And I was like, oh yeah, they're really good too. I've heard, I had heard like, I think you had a single out or maybe two. And, um, and, and then the, I, I heard the record, it's so fucking good. Like Ryan said, you guys live are incredible. Uh, when I saw you at the Husbandry show, um, whatever it's it, i'm so excited to see you again and and finally have the record released this weekend and stuff that's super cool yeah. so yeah i'm psyched thank you um yeah but so how did gordita beach how did you go from savage youth to gordita beach because i kind of missed well i mean i happened. guess it's kind of like uh you know came out of necessity you know the pandemic hit and we couldn't be you know near each other savage youth like we couldn't be near each other chris um 
was not, you know, comfortable being in a small room with no ventilation and screaming, you know, seeing each other's faces. And homie lives up in Inwood. So it was kind of like, you know, I had to do something. And then, you know, also with what was going on in, in the, you know, in the world and especially here in the United States with, you know, just like cops indiscriminately killing black and brown men and women and trans kind of, you know, really pissed me off. And I needed a positive outlet to process these insane emotions coupled with being stuck inside and afraid if I go outside, I'm going to die. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, I have like, you know, I have a rudimentary recording equipment. I have like my guitar and I have my voice. What can I do? So, you know, I was like, oh, I've always wanted to do just like a hardcore punk band, just like straight up, you know, early black flag circle jerks kind of thing. So I was like, well, I can do that myself. I have garage band. There's a drummer on there. I think his name's Max or something. So I just queued him up and just, you know, I was like, all right, let's do one minute songs because no one has an attention span anymore. And that's probably all I can get away with by myself. So how much can I cram in one minute's worth of time? And so that's kind of where it started off. And my friend um, Carl, who's now in the band guitar player, he's in um, Killing Time. I don't know if you guys know. Uh, oh, yeah. He, yeah. New York Hardcore. And we've been friends for a while. Um, um, and we met at the Bell House. Actually, no, we met way before and then met again at the Bell House. But I was like, well, out of all the people I know, who's a good person to bounce off hardcore ideas? So I was like, hey, mind if I pick your brain and send you stuff? And he's like, yeah, of course. So, you know, I sent the first song. The first song I wrote was uh, the song Burn. And I really didn't know, you know, what his reaction was going to be. I just knew that I thought it was pretty cool. And my wife thought it was pretty cool. And he was like, that's pretty cool. I was like, cool, sweet. He's like, send me more. And so I just, you know, kept writing them and sending it to him. And he liked it and he liked it. And then, you know, at some point he's like, he's like, so when are we going to record this? I was like, we, oh, that's cool. Oh, oh, oh uh, you know, I hadn't even thought about it. Cause you know, I, I didn't have a job stuck inside. Didn't think that anything would be open, but then I was like, well, I mean, you know, I kind of need a band. He's like, I got you. A couple of days later, he's like, Chris will do it. I was like, Chris, he's like, yeah, from uh, from Kings Destroy and Killing Time. I'm like, sweet. And he's like, a Drago will do it too. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah, sweet. So then had the lineup and um, I talked to uh, uh, Rogue Brian uh, from Superbloom. Yep. Because um, he recorded uh, a couple of tracks for Savage Youth, mm-hmm. what became Brooklyn Recording Paradise. Um which was, uh, what was it called before? It's Jesse's thing. Sound Foundation. Now it's Brooklyn Recording Paradise. So I was like, hey, I got a band. I got these songs. Can I send them to you? Thinking about maybe recording. And he was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And then we went in. We we did the, the record was done in like three days. I, th- 
think like we did one day, we did all the instruments live. And then I did uh, vocals in two sessions. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. You can, and it sounds can really keep, good. I can keep talking, you know, so just. No, no, just no, um, I, mean, no, I, I mean, love it. I need to give myself a little pat on the back because I actually didn't know the killing time relationship but you can ask graham i said god i love that gordita beach it's got a raw deal killing time vibe to it and so i like, said that i thought you knew i didn't know i didn't know oh, fuck nice. yeah so i just pulled that out of, like, so no he 100 uh, <laughs> percent like so so that's what i just bring this up to point out that i'm actually fucking pretty uh pretty much the king of hardcore you know what i mean i don't know what to say <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, and yeah. also, I'd like to point out, it's uh, the record is seven songs in eight minutes, and it's just fucking perfect. Like it just kill each song is just a minute banger. It's so good. And and you get um, and, and it's and it's not like and the thing about it is, is it's not like like you say that and you think it's just going to be like quick songs, but they're but they're good songs with like refrains and like the whole deal. Like yeah. like you know like like. Um, uh, what's the blue the uh, you know I can't breathe and like you know I mean like there's oh, like yeah. there's there's points to the songs and they're they're made and they're they're very good and it's like they're catchy and it's like and it's just so beautiful to hear like hear like hardcore like pre pre basketball jersey hardcore you know what I mean and like, <laughs> and like, what a um, fucking sentence <laughs> um, you know what I mean and just to get back to that you know, is, is, is kind of what, what we need. And it's, uh, in my opinion, and, uh, you know, I'm an old guy, but like, but when you hear that, you're like, yeah, this is, this is like, this is the shit. This is the rage. And it's not, um, it lacks any cheese or anything like that. It's just a fucking, it's just a, it is, it is triumphant. It's a ferocious. I love it. People give, people give short songs a lot of shit, but like when it comes down to it, if you got everything in that song in a minute, then you don't need, to have a long song like you don't have to have these long ass you know fucking tool songs that last for <laughs> 11 minutes you know like right. you can pump and they're not song. catchy at all no no you're confused you're like did i take acid what the fuck no like you can pump out a song that's only a minute long that gets everything that you need to get across in that song and it's a banger and it's catchy and like it's you know it's a good song then fuck it man a minute song oh, i've is got great. The, the gang vocals for choke it down like choke that, like going through my head all day so yeah. and yeah. brian did a great job producing it. it it sounds fantastic thanks yeah it was great to, it's always great to work with brian he's a fucking rad dude he's an amazing guy i love that guy so much yeah yeah, big fan. So did you uh, did you grow up in New York? No, I did not. I grew up in Germany and Connecticut. No, okay. But um I've uh I'll be here I've I've been in New York 20 years in August. Maybe that just nice. makes you a New Yorker, right? I think that I that's mean, like, like you know, that's what I say, but all my real New Yorker friends are like, you'll never be a New Yorker. 
And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, you know what? Like, listen, like 20 years in New York is like 80 anywhere else. And the, only, and, and, the only, and the only way you know that is if you live someplace else. So they don't even know what it's like to live someplace else and then come to New York and spend that time. Like I was there for what, 14 days last time I was there. Right. And I, People and already I, thought that you live there. Yeah. People were like asking me for directions. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. like, uh, mind you, you know, I kind of look like I'm from there, but but it's uh, but you know, so but if they grew up there, they they miss that whole thing. Like you, like I lived, I was born in Connecticut. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if you've been to the, you know, if you've been in Connecticut, like and then you go to New York, it's like a whole different mm-hmm. animal. You know what I mean? Those are those New York guys are the ones that are a nightmare to get pizza with anywhere except New York. <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> swear to God, anywhere else, they're like, "What are you, an asshole? This isn't fucking pizza." Okay, you know, like. I don't know. I think it is, buddy. <laughs> um, but uh, did you uh, um, did you grow up on hardcore, or were you? Yeah. I'm, well, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like, and I talk about this with the with the band a lot because they're they're a lot older than me, and they grew up on really good music. Like, they're like, oh yeah, I remember when um, the second Iron Maiden record came out when I was twelve. I'm like, that's fucking cool. Cause I'm like, I remember when fucking like the second the corn record came out. <laughs> Fuck me. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like the music I grew up on initially was like shit. But yeah, I did find my way to hardcore. I definitely and through through Rage Against the Machine, because they did there that covers yeah. album, right? And they did a cover of In, uh, In My Eyes by Minor Threat. I was like, this song fucking rules. I thought, and I was like, who fucking did this? And I'm like, and I'd already been listening to Fugazi, but I didn't know, there's no one told me that there was like that overlap there. And I was like, oh, so I probably went to Hot Topic. Cause yeah. you know, <laughs> you, know, you should have called, you should have called, called me. Cause I wouldn't explain it to you for like seven hours. <laughs> 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 then I got the complete discography and. Yeah, and then I was straight edge for a while. <laughs> I think everybody's got it. I think everybody who who's who has a lot of hardcore background has the straight edge moment. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's funny because I was never really straight edge, but I definitely like listened to. But like, I've been sober for a long time, which I feel is the furthest away from straight edge. Oddly enough, um, they're like two totally different things. But um, but I think everybody's got to kind of go you know what I, I think it's like it's part of the it's like a, it's a it's the hardcore merit badge you know what i mean like i was you know dabbled in, in straight edge for a while and uh because it's a uh, you know it's a it's attractive when you're that's like, why I, i'll never be accepted into the hardcore because that the only straight edge i i wore the shirt ironically while i was <laughs> drunk and shit you know <laughs> I'd, go out to sh- I'd go out to show like and just get plastered wearing a straight edge one of those like athletic like triple x one straight um okay. i was such an asshole in college i, I, I would up, not be I... surprised if i did a bunch of coke and put crosses on my hand right. like, i start fighting people they're like this guy's coked out um, i got <laughs> really not straight drunk. edge at all i got really drunk on mad dog once and uh once um just just once um, um the first thing i ever got drunk on it's the worst experience of my life um and i had thrown up and i had thrown up and it was on my youth of today shirt and a guy at a party was like was like bro like you know that ray capo would be fucking pissed <laughs> <laughs> like, you're puke, you're puke. 
Dude, if I was if I was drunk on Mad Dog, that would have pissed me off so much. <laughs> just like, really gonna bring that up right now? I just got drunk off blue banana Mad Dog. <laughs> it was it was it was. I love that Derek got that guttural. Ugh. He knows. He knows. <laughs> we all know the um, blue banana Mad Dog. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. Um. So you you you. You've got a really like old school pedigree with with Gordita Beach and stuff, but like, are there any like newer hardcore bands or just music in general that you're oh, into? Yeah, uh, I, lo- I love it when I get asked this question because like I think about it all the time and then it like immediately leaves my brain. Um, yeah, I mean, for so hardcore, like I would say I'm re- I really like I like Scowl. Oh hell yeah! I like uh, I like bugging. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, I like third face. I like yep. the female fronted hardcore bands right now. I think they're doing some really, really fucking great work, and it's just refreshing to like 100%. just have like you know different uh, representation. I think that's super cool. Um, and aside from that, like I think Section Hate's pretty cool. Uh, a lot of it, honestly, like, is is really, really metallic right now. And as you can tell by the music I'm putting out, that's not really where I'm at. Right. You know? So I hear it like, you know, Tsunami's cool, like Gulch. I love Gulch. But a lot of it is just like a little too metalcore. And not, not like bring me the Horizon metalcore. Like, right, right, yeah. Crossover. And like, I like it, but I'm like, I can't like knocked loose and code orange yeah, and like stuff. It, it, do, it doesn't get me going like as sure, much yeah. as like, you know, just something dumber. <laughs> like Gordy the Beach. <laughs> yeah, I write um, dumb music. It's, you know. How about God's Hate? You, you Like, have you heard that? Yeah. See, like, that's fucking brutal. And yeah. I appreciate it a lot. But like I said, I can't I can't jam on it so much. Like I'm not gonna listen to it necessarily on my on my headphones, but metal. I've been really, 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 really into metal. Uh like um Spectral Wound. I just saw Spectral Wound in uh Holder. I think Holder's up from up in uh near Portland or in Portland. You guys ever heard of her? I don't know. Uh, uh, she's she's older, but uh, I know special wound. A, um, a one a one woman uh, medieval black metal band. So she's touring now. She's got a band, but it's like uh, it is literally that. It's like dark medieval um, black metal, but not like dungeon synth. I'm playing video games like right. medieval. Right. It's like uh, it's it's. Yeah, I guess it's her lyrical content is like, you know, it's about peasants and shit. But it's fucking brutal. It's fucking awesome. And it's catchy, which I love. And that's kind of like a real important thing for me. Most of the time is there has to be some sort of melody. I'm like Misfits are my favorite fucking band. Misfits, Ramones, super catchy. Yes, I can do some like atonal noise shit. And I'm into that. But even like Full of Hell, it's catchy to me. The body sure. is catchy to me. Sure. For sure, yeah. 
Totally. No, it's some when you look at something like the Misfits and the Ramones. I think like because I think so many people go back to them as like a lot as their favorites because those bands hit a very specific sound <laughs> that was like a perfect storm. You know, it was catchy, it was grungy, it was hard, like it had the the edge to it, and then but it was also like you could feel like get you could really get into it just because of how catchy and like borderline poppy some of it was you know like it just it had all those things that kind of came together as a perfect storm and it also was, can <clears throat> what's up Grim? i was gonna say it was epic but accessible like those bands were bigger than life but you were also like it's just johnny i could also play guitar like, a thousand percent, not, it's yeah. not that hard but it doesn't look that hard what they're doing right. but like it's they were such huge epic things that i think it, it, it influenced so much and also when you saw them live that was a thing that like if you ever got to see them live you saw what really went into their music and it kind of like really put two and two together from what you were listening to to seeing it on live it's like oh shit there's a lot more that goes into this than i thought and like that's when you get new respects for them and everything but i was going to mention something like derek can we talk about how different it is to hear a band on like a good set of headphones than just listening to like you know just listening to them on some like like fucking shitty computer audio or something like that or on your phone because like i i ended up just getting some really good hi-fi headphones like i want to say like six months ago Mm -hmm. and it opened up a whole new layer of a lot of the bands that i had been listening to because there was shit that i was just missing and like the the clarity on them and everything was like oh fuck i like this band a lot more than i thought (laughs) like i liked them before (laughs) but now i love them like Dude, the first time I got like decent headphones, I, you know, put on something I'd listened to like my whole life, like Black Sabbath. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Where did that come from? You know, like these, you know, just like little like extra like guitar parts or whatever. And I'm, I'm like, oh, that's what the bass is doing. It's not just like mid treble like shit. Like you hear <laughs> everything. I, I fucking love it. Um, yeah. Anybody? Yeah. I'm, anybody I'm just bummed that this all the like this great technology is happening right when I'm losing my hearing. <laughs> oh no! Like, as my hearing's getting worse, they're getting real good at showing you all the cool stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, man. If your hearing is going out, then I think that I think all the audio technology is actually going to help you because I think no, it's going it to pinpoint. And I'm not deaf or anything, but I can tell like years and years. Like I'm old now. So, so, <laughs> so dude, just, I'm just before same I with forget. Mine. Just before yeah. I forget, um, I would like to put forth The Sound of Metal as a horror film because it scared the fucking shit out of me. Oh. <laughs> Just yeah. leave it out there before I forget. Okay. No, no, I feel, I feel I like that, that yeah. 100%. But, uh, but yeah, I love like these. They're just, you know, basic studio headphones. And but I got like beats for the first time, like 10 years ago or whatever. And yeah, it fucking changes, changes your life. It's kind of crazy too when you when you look at something like Beats because like Beats are great but Beats are also like a very specific like bass heavy headphone you know right but then when you go to something like the ones that I got are from a company literally called Hi-Fi Man and I got them because one of my friends who's like an audiophile was like yeah dude these things like for the price fucking get these so I did that and I put them on and I think I started listening to a lot of the different uh, metal and stuff that I had been listening to. And also like Architects was another one that I put on um, that yeah. I'd been listening to for a while. I put it on there and like all these different sounds and shit were coming out of the background 
that I just didn't even know existed. I was like, the drummer was all of a sudden such an amazing drummer before they were like, they were a good drummer, but like now, oh my God, you know? So that's the only way I listen to music. Yeah. I mean, it makes it more enjoyable, I think. And, you know, I mean, I guess some of like the ear pods have probably gotten better, but you know, I think most people like tend to listen on their phone or just on, as you said, just on like the laptop speakers and they're doing them their ears a disservice, I think. 100%. Yeah. Also, not everyone has money to buy fucking nice headphones, so I get that too. That's true. Um, well, you brought up, uh, uh, you know, the sound of music being, uh, is that what, is that what yeah, it's called? The sound of, sound of metal. <laughs> sound of metal. Sound of metal. I mean, I guess, I guess oh, yeah, the sound, sound of music, music could also be a horror film too, <clears throat> yeah. too if it, you don't kind like of. it. Kind <laughs> of. Uh, it's very it's midsummer just mid, It's Midsummer the Musical. That's what it is. <laughs> midsummer with more Nazis. Um, so yeah so um did you grow up watching horror are you into horror what's up yeah i mean yes i definitely grew up um i grew up being terrorized (laughs) by my cousins uh watching horror movies like um uh they lived like way out in the woods in connecticut and would force me to watch um all the jason movies and uh, nice uh, yeah and, like they had like a house that was old so it creaked and like every like the wind would blow and f- sound like someone was in the room with you and yeah i just um spent many sleepless nights sleeping over there uh being completely scared my grandma loved horror films the first time i watched um the exorcist scared shitless uh let, let, let me let me uh kind of backtrack and just say i'm easily frightened by horror films and the more religious the content the more terrified i get oh, i love that okay? <laughs> so i still watch them but like if yeah, yeah. You watch it with me be prepared for like me to like hold you i will hold on to you like I'll <laughs> i love you. that <laughs> i'll grab you like like out of fear and what they're surprise. supposed to do yeah so i'm I'm perfect then for this that's uh, great yeah have you yeah, ever seen sure. have you ever seen the vigil i don't think so there's a religious horror one that's pretty new that you should totally watch oh god i have to watch it during the day then <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay i'll check it out Ugh. but yeah but yes i did i grew up like i watched everything like we would you know the exorcist uh one that got me really good in my teenage years was a Amityville horror because back then you still thought it was real. That yeah. was before, like yeah. you no, know, you know. And there was like a there was a house, kind of like near where I where I grew up on this like little shitty road with a cemetery next to it. it had the same windows, you know, those small windows. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh God. Oh, it's still I can like it's I can almost relive quivering and fear. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever if you ever need to cushion the blow of being afraid of amityville um just take solace in the fact that there are like 19 sequels now and they're oh, all yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the newest one is amityville in space i shit yes. you not oh i want to see, see that one yeah that's that's more of my alley yeah well, you're oh, talking about how uh, you're watching those uh, old Friday the 13th in, in your uh, cousin's old house and stuff. And I, I think atmosphere where you're watching a movie and when and with who adds so much um, and, and, and will burn it into you. Like, um, 
I love the Evil Dead movies. And oh, I yeah. went into the remake with an open mind. I'm very pro remakes in general, but um, I went to it a little nervous because, you know, they could really fuck this up. And um, so we got to the theater, <clears throat> went into the, the theater and the, all the lights were out for some reason in that theater that day. So you had to like search around for seats and stuff with like your phone light and stuff. So that was weird. And the lights never came up during the whole like beginning before the movie or, or after. And, dur- and it was raining out and there was a leak too. So there was a drip in the back of the theater near us the entire Where the movie. hell were you? <laughs> uh, fucking Park, uh, Prospect Park at the, what used to be the, the pavilion. It used yeah. to be the pavilion. Now it's Nighthawk. Nighthawk, it's much better now, but before it was like the pavilion. It was just fucking gross and rugged. Like and you like, didn't get bed bugs. Yeah, that was the other thing. <laughs> I heard they had bed bugs there for a while. Um, but yeah, that was like an, a terrifying experience watching the Evil Dead remake. And that movie's brutal and rainy and gross. So like the whole atmosphere worked perfect. And now it's one of my favorite movies. Um, and the same thing happened with uh, actually Mad Max Fury Road in the same theater. It was in the middle of the summer and the fucking heat or the AC went out. So it was just hot as fuck in the theater. So I'm just sweating. And I was drunk at the time. Like <laughs> I'm just like drunk on whiskey, sweating with like my just like holding on to the seat in front of me. And like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. Because <laughs> I felt like I was in the desert right there. It was awesome. So, yeah, atmosphere really, really helps make the movie experience. <laughs> What's your favorite Friday the 13th movie? Uh, let's see. I, I'm i trying to think of like, there's certain scenes that like um, are burned in my brain. And I can't remember which is which because we watched them out of order. Um, obviously, I love the first one. I love the first and second one are my favorites. Um, but then there's like other ones that I have no idea which if they're like the third fourth fifth but there's like uh there's like a there's like two guys and they're in a car and there's like something's wrong with the car won't start or whatever and so the guy that's driving is like go check look, look what's wrong with the car and the guy like goes out there and he's like waiting and he's like you he's, he's like he's like banging on on the steering wheel and he's like saying like you know like being like, why are you taking so long? And then he like falls over and his like eyes are gone or something. And then like he gets his throat <laughs> slit. <laughs> and then there's another one where like people are walking through the woods or, or like, or like the couple are like have sex or they're about to have sex. And he has to go like take a leak or I'm, I'm like remembering from being like six. <laughs> and, and then he like comes back and she's like lying like face down. And it's like, oh, Oh, and he turns her over and like her eyes are gone <laughs> and, and she's completely naked. And I was like, what the fuck? And then there's one where like the woman's like, I think it's a woman is like in a sleeping bag that for some reason you can close by like pulling the, the string. And he like, oh, yeah. slammed, like keeps like kills her by hitting her up. That's one of the, the most tree. famous kill scenes <laughs> that's one of, the best. of any movie. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh that's one of the best. Uh, that's in, that's in five, isn't it? Is it five or seven? Or is it it seven? was fairly late. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. The, 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 yeah. It is because it's Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder is doing it, so it has to be seven. So because yeah. he's not involved. Um, so yeah. So yeah, it's seven. 
Um, uh, like all of those kills are like so fantastic. And the, I mean, the sleeping bag kill is just like such a classic. You know what I mean? Like you just yeah. Like, there's just something about it. It's like almost every Friday the Thirteenth fans like in the top three kills. You know what I mean? Like it's just right. something about like just whacking your head against the tree that you're just like just swinging a bag. <laughs> oh, <it's> so brutal. <laughs> what which is the one? Is is it? I know it was one of the 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 later ones that might have came out like in the late nineties, but once again camping, once again having sex. But it's the one where she's riding him and he like shoves a pole through her and splits her in half. Oh, that's um is that Freddy? That's no, that's Jason 2000 or something. Jason X. Because in X? Jason, yeah, in Jason X, she gets or he gets stabbed um from the back when he's on top of her or getting off of her, and it goes straight up the middle. Oh, it was the guy that got split. I think it was the guy that got split. Okay. Way, Lots of people I are can't. getting split in those movies. Yeah, it's pretty great. I mean, uh, the, cry- the cryogenic head smash is still yeah, like that's, that's a pretty great. Kill. That one's <laughs> probably my favorite out of all the Friday the 13th. It just it's perfectly brutal and it's quick and it like whatever effect they used on it was like I don't know. I guess that's what cryogenically frozen brains look like, but it looks fucking real <laughs> to me. I don't know the exact science. I don't know enough right. about. <laughs> It looks like a forbidden Slurpee. I'm okay with it. <laughs> um, I'll say again, eight's my favorite because he goes to Manhattan and hangs out with oh. punks and kills cops and rapists. <laughs> He's like I a mean, good guy in that fucking that, movie. That's, that's like what I do when I'm in Manhattan. So. Right. <laughs> and is that, I mean, that, it's so cool to me. He shows like a bunch of punks roll up to him and they're like, yo, fuckhead, what's up? And then he just show he like pulls his mask off and just shows yeah. his face. And they're like, cool, cool. I'm like, yeah, see? Solidarity. That felt like a very Beetlejuice moment when Beetlejuice shows the Maylands the scary face. Yeah. <laughs> just like, Jesus Christ. Do <laughs> you think that um, hardcore and horror naturally go together? I would say probably metal and horror go more naturally but i mean like you know if i'm running from jason i probably want to listen to a hardcore song to get me moving <laughs> <laughs> although doesn't matter how run how fast you run he's still still always how, how did they explain that do they ever explain that like literally he's walking like like so slow and the person's like <sighs> it's because it's because te- tenacity wins you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's because like he's the tortoise in the hair is that what it is? He's, <laughs> he's a driven force. I mean, you yeah. have to you have to picture him like a like a, like um, a he knows the grounds. You know, he does mean? know the area better than he anyone. knows the area, and he he also like you know he doesn't have like like we waste a lot of time thinking about shit. You know what I mean? Like, if I was, like, running, I'd be like, oh, there's this coming here, and blah, 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 and, like, what's going on? Should I do this? And I'd be slowed in my brain by, like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. Like, that would probably slow me down. Where, like, Jason doesn't have any of that shit going on, so he can just flow with the moment. He's an in-the-moment guy. He's, like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) super zen, huh? Super zen. I mean, he is. Like, we're all looking to be Jason. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) 
Like he's not worried about what's happening now. He's just worried about like making it happen at, at some point. And in that, these folks lose lose the deal. You know what I mean? Because like they're caught up. You know what I mean? Like so many of us in like the rat race of life. And also, Jason's, Jason Jason's a big dude. So if he starts running around, he's going to be losing his air. He's his stamina is going to go down real quick. You've seen his face. He's not looking good with the sinuses. They're all fucked up. You know, like it just the breathing quality would not be there. So he's pacing himself where these scared teenagers are sprinting around trees and shit. They're just like, now I'm exhausted. I'm muscle cramping. Like, Well, and by the time six came along, he had supernatural electric powers. So shit by the yeah. time jason goes to hell came along he was jumping bodies yeah that's true oh like he, God, he, he, right. he kept getting more powerful by like <laughs> the ways he was brought back like six was the biggest issue like they had pretty much taken care of him by four and then five was sort of a red herring and then six <laughs> fucking tommy's like hey let's go fuck with his body and it gets electrocuted <laughs> and he fucking comes back super powered right. so that was his fault the big electric whoopsie <laughs> just like oh yeah. man and then like he just keeps getting like the I, I know in seven with the psychic uh the psychicness or whatever um i'm sure that empowered him uh somehow so you know by the time eight he's he's surviving toxic waste floods and and punching heads off people like yeah and and teleporting like literally teleporting. He was legitimately he just, teleporting. Yeah. <laughs> he just ends up places like at the top of a building. You'd be like, all right, fine. All because some the weird corner, just because some weird <laughs> corner was like, oh man, I'm going to eat this guy's heart. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why would you? That is so against regulations. <laughs> like you've yeah, made that... such a mistake. Mm. You're also a big fan of, uh, of uh, my favorite movie to talk about, which is 28 Days Later. You mean the zombie oh. movie, Ryan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a zombie movie because they were dead and brought back to life. No. So should we, should we just talk about it? Just, I, I feel like this is you and Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I brought this up on here before, Derek. And I just want you to know, like, I take this pretty seriously. Uh, I want this on my tombstone, uh, me mansplaining that 28 Days Later is actually a uh, breakout movie. Um, you know, an outbreak. Not movie. a zombie movie. Not a zombie movie. That's that's so, that's. If they're not zombies, what are they? They're the infected, and they um, they like they're just they're they have the rage virus because they right. because because like those those hippies and all their hippiness um, released mm-hmm. thinking they were doing something good um, by releasing an animal from from you know which I agree with, you know, but you have to, you know, you can't just let loose the rage virus, you know, and, and, uh, um, and a big gorilla had it and, um, and, uh, that, and people got it and then they became incensed rage, which was transmitted by saliva and bite marks. And um, I'm, I'm going to be quite honest with you. Like, I don't even really think they act like zombies, like zombies lumber and stuff like that. They act like infected people who have like a dose of adrenaline. Like it's okay, old school, hold on real quick, real quick. Hold on. Lumber. Hold on. What's your favorite zombie movie, Ryan? Train to Busan. Those motherfuckers are fast as lightning. Lightning fast? I don't know. They're, they're fast as fuck. They're pretty fast. I, I, I am not opposed to a fast zombie. Okay? <laughs> I am not opposed to the <laughs> But that's a reason. A fa- that's one reason that you're saying that they're not zombies. 
So you got to X that one out the of there. Oh my so God. You, listen, no. you can't count that one. You can listen, not, you're you the can... one arguing semantics here, Ryan. So if we're going to argue those, boat. you got to cut that one off the list. <laughs> All right. You cannot mansplain my mansplaining. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, so. Um, you want so, fucking rules? We're going to give you cool. some fucking rules. Well, All right? actually, my well, actually. <laughs> I mean, but I, I can I can I can kind of see where you're coming from because I remember when when I, when I first saw it, I thought, well, you know, these are the not the zombies I grew up watching. Right. You know, it's not Night of the Living Dead, right. George Romero zombies, but they were even more terrifying. <laughs> no, the, and, and and the thing is, it's a great movie. I mean, it's uh, it's Alex Garland who's a great writer, and uh, and Danny Boyle uh, did it. He's he's great, and of course. Uh, um Killian Murphy. Okay, Alex Killian, Garland Killian, oh, wrote that? Yeah. And then I had uh, no idea. Yeah. And then Killian Murphy, I mean, who is like like so who's, good. I mean, this was really one of the best actors there is. Like, I mean, Jesus, like later seasons of Peaky Blinders, he's so fucking good. Um uh I'm still a Tom Hardy guy if we're gonna come down to uh what's his name movie actors, but uh but I but I love uh for sure. Killian uh, Murphy was also in uh, Red Eye, which is a criminally yep. underrated Wes Craven film. Agreed. He's the bad guy. Maybe. Very Hitchcockian film. But it's a good movie. It's film cool. It has the end is nigh and all that. But it's but you can have a really cool outbreak movie too. You know. So <laughs> this I think is, the I, whole I, movie is an allegory for just how men suck. Like the whole thing, honestly, feels like I went. Is. I watched it recently and it's basically like every male in that is terrible and makes terrible decisions and is just awful why they were really ahead of the curve on that one (laughs) (laughs) no here's a question for both derek and ryan then so Mm -hmm. the crazies which is another romero movie that was remade actually very fucking well actually um that was also a movie that was considered a zombie movie but it's a rage virus so would you consider that to be the same thing, Ryan? Would you consider it to be an outbreak movie or what? Um, well, I think the crazies, I mean, isn't like the big redneck and don't they don't the people still like communicate to some degree? No, the crazies is legitimately that. Like they're insane. They're crazy, they're full of rage, they don't even communicate. They like once the rage virus takes over, it's just straightforward. And like you can't shoot them in the chest to kill them. You got to shoot them in the head, just like you do a zombie. Like they just lumber forward, but it's a rage think, virus. I, I don't think the. I don't think it's. I don't think you have to shoot them in the head. I and also, the, I don't. Crazy. I never got the impression. I, I'm not that familiar with the crazies. I saw the remake a while ago and liked it, but I, I never. I don't remember getting the feeling that it was a zombie movie. Yeah, it was, it was it, the the original and the original Romero one was considered a zombie movie. Okay. I, I don't know, man. Like, I have to like sit down and break it down. Did people die and then come back to life? Um, sort of. <laughs> like, I mean, like I say that. I say that. I say sort of because, like, no, they didn't have like their head ripped in half and then like come back from to life from there. But like, they got a shotgun blown through their chest and they pop back up. Like, yeah, but, but motherfuckers do that too. Invincibility. Yeah, yeah, it's called PCP. I get it. Okay, I understand. Vampires do that too. They do. It's true. They do. Maybe it's a vampire movie. I want to go real quick back to I I, because I didn't know that 
Alex Garland wrote fucking 28 Days Later because, uh, and, and the idea that that whole movie is anti, not anti-men, but it shows that men are terrible. And he's got that new fucking movie coming out called Men. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm assuming oh, it's yeah. sort of about that. Yep. I don't know. I haven't that seen any amazing. trailers. I'll watch exactly anything what that dude about. does yeah. based on devs and, um, and fuck, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Annihilation. Oh, yeah. Devs and Annihilation are two of my favorite uh, pieces of t- television and movies that have come out in a long time. And uh, so uh, he gets a pass for it. And Ex Machina was incredible, too. So that Ex dude Machina gets a pass. Was, uh, oh. Yeah, Ex Machina was shockingly good. It was one that yeah. I think a lot of people yeah. Incredible. flew very far under the radar. Very, very good movie. When since we're talking about rage viruses and zombies, I just want to throw it out there that like I th- I'm pretty sure at midnight tonight on Shutter, the sick, uh, the sadness is going to drop on Shutter, and so awesome. Like I'm so excited for that. <laughs> yo, like I just did a Grindhouse episode with my friend Perry. He was a filmmaker. Um, he was the one that told me to watch this. Like, and I got with the people on Shutter, and I was like, "Can I see a screen?" Uh, sc- no screener of it and blah 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 talk about a fucking rage virus it is the most insane zombie slash rage virus movie i have ever seen by by so many miles uh so yeah i think that's coming out at midnight or whenever it, Shutter it drops looks their movies. so difficult to watch too it's very <laughs> difficult to watch it's like in the in the best way like it's one of those ones where at the end of it you're like, oh my god, I never want to see that again, but I totally want to watch it again right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. You've, you've been talking about it for a while, and it, you've gotten me amped for it. It's insane. Easily the most metal zombie movie I've ever seen, too. Well, how how about another fucking rad metal horror movie? Uh, I think it's pretty metal. Uh, Mandy. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I know you're a, a fan. Go ahead. Who who is that, Ryan? Uh, no, I know what I know what Derek talking about. I, was I mean, uh, Jesus, what? First of all, like Mick Cage at his finest. Um, the Icelandic uh, composer who died shortly, either before I think it came out, right? The guy who did the music died. Oh, and really? That's part. Yeah, that's part of like what really got me was like the almost like black metal aesthetic that he used for the for sound and, and for and for the music with the special camera they used was just like i mean can you get better revenge psychedelic horror revenge than that i don't no, know with cults and shit off oh, the yeah. children of the new dawn and shit this fucking oh, tiger like, also, just real quick, the composer is the most Icelandic named person of all time. Uh, it is Johan Johansson. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, and he did. He died. Um, he died in February of 2018, pretty much right after the film came out. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Johan Johansson. So like, you, you don't get more Icelandic than that guy. <laughs> it's pretty Icelandic. Um, no, Ma- Mandy's a phenomenal movie. It's one of those movies also that I think when it came out, when people it got a lot of like pre-release like hype when it came out 
because a lot of people were like, you know, it's Nicolas Cage going crazy and like doing his best and blah, blah, blah. So a lot of people called bullshit on it because Nicolas Cage had been pumping out all the direct to video on demand movies. And they were like, ah, it's probably just going to be, you know, this and this and this. And then you see it and you see him really just turn it on. And it was like, oh, fuck, that was the Nicolas Cage that I missed. Like that was the, the whole one. thing looks and feels like nothing else out there. Yeah. I mean, like the it's less so wholly original, the better, right? Like when Nick <laughs> can just scream, and like, <laughs> just like make guttural sounds, and just go crazy. That's like from his soul. Yeah, that's like his best acting because he there's no words for what he's feeling or what the character's feeling, and he just knows how to translate that. In it has a English. chainsaw fight, like yeah, it has a chainsaw. So fight. cool. Like, you you can never go wrong with a chainsaw fight. <laughs> And also the the person that made the movie, uh, Panos Cosmatos or something like that, he has a fucking weird name. But this movie and his other movie, um, Under the Black Rainbow, are very similar tonally, like as far as the way they look. Like he just, he makes movies that look that way. Um, But his first movie is much weirder and much harder to follow, which is a lot given what Mandy is. (laughs) But it's... uh, yeah, I think he hit the biggest home run with Mandy. It's just such a good movie. It is. I think my favorite scene is when the cult leader guy is like, you know, playing his music for yes. uh, Mandy. And then she's like, did you write that? And he's like, yeah. And she starts laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Just emasculating so the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In retrospect, that was probably a bad move. But yeah, it was so fucking good. <laughs> but it was like so, you know, it was like so punk, so like metal. Like... like seriously, what a way to do it. Like, listen, if I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna make you feel like a bitch on the way out. Like in front of all your friends <laughs> and in naked. front of all your followers. <sighs> You're all naked and cold. I'm gonna make you feel <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Uh, uh, this, is, uh, this is a lot of fun um i really appreciate you coming on the show and uh and sharing uh and sharing your time with us uh we've yeah. been uh really imp- been really impressed uh really since just like you know um graham explaining you know, to your band and um and to be able to and then and then there was uh we wanted you to do misfits cover band at our Oh, that's right. Uh, I, I did. I had asked you to, to play uh, a Misfits uh, set. I can't, and I can't remember. Festival. Still, still want to yeah. do that. Okay, the next time, still want to do that. The next time we have that festival, which will happen. Absolutely. Um, I have the we, band name and everything. Okay, great. Oh, that's, that's great. great. I love it. Um, and we will definitely have you do that. I can't remember why you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. Forever. It's because the other guys couldn't. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, damn other guys. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll definitely make that happen. And uh, it's uh, fun. Um, do you think you're ready for the uh, Sinister Six? You think you can hang? You think you can handle it? It's uh, yeah. Give it to me. I mean, it's by. I mean, Graham asked it. He's a scary guy. So <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> um, all right. First one, Freddie or Jason? Jason. Love it. What's the difference between thriller and horror? Let's see. 
horror can be funny, but thrillers aren't really funny to me. Oh, I like that. I like yeah, that. that actually is great. That's a really good one. Um, oh, because yeah, horror comedy. Um, what horror movie influenced your taste the most? Hmm. You know, probably The Exorcist. I love it. That was the the first uh, our first episode ever. We just talked about The Exorcist. It's a lot to talk about. Pretty great movie, it really. Um, is. Yeah. If you could erase one movie from existence, what would it be? Doesn't have to be horror. Oh man, I feel like I had an answer for this the other day. A movie I want to exist uh, erase from existence. Hmm. Fuck, that's a hard one. Yeah, everybody gets it's caught. always a hard one. Yeah. So yeah, everybody gets so caught. So many up. shit movies that I try to forget about. Right. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> let me see. Uh, what's something I didn't like? Uh, maybe. I don't fucking know, Geely. <laughs> I mean, listen, that's, that's, there. that's, that's actually a very good choice. <laughs> it's a great I feel like you would you would actually probably get a shout out from both Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck if you just erased <laughs> that movie from existence. They would never um, come give you a high five. Are ghosts real? Yes. Love it. All I right. need to mention Last something, by the way. Yes. One of our previous guests, Derek Sheen, he was adamant that ghosts were not real when he was on the episode and we had talked to him. And as of, I think, it was like two or three days ago, he totally fucking believes in ghosts now. Something, <laughs> finally, was... something finally happened where he was like... We have to have him back on us. A... <laughs> yep, yep. He's just like, and that's the reason I believe in ghosts now. Oh, I love it. We had, love we it, had a flip-flopper. <laughs> All right, last one. Midsummer or Hereditary? Honestly, I was I was too scared to see either of them. <laughs> <laughs> Especially hereditary. You know what? Without seeing them, I think I would rather see Midsummer because the little girl that's on the on the cover is just too terrifying already. It just seems hereditary is way more disturbing. Something oh. about it already just creeps me out, like unbelievably so. I don't think I'll ever see that movie. Honestly, I'm just because life. of what you said about the little girl, I want you to see the movie so fucking bad. <laughs> and maybe you should not. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, Midsummer. Midsummer. Oh, my pick is Midsummer because I think it's super cool that uh, it's a horror movie that takes place almost entirely during the day, um, and right. then sunlight at least. Um, and I love cults and shit like that, and it's just fucking awesome. Um, I will watch it. The day. You'll, you'll probably definitely be able to sit through Midsummer more than you would be able to sit through Hereditary based solely off of the stuff that you find terrifying. I feel like Hereditary might fuck you up for a while, actually. Oh, God. Oh, you know what movie fucked me up? And you're probably going to laugh at this. The Babadook. Oh, I no, no. That that totally fuck, that was really disturbing, terrifying. No, that and totally makes sense. I can't really explain it. Also, I, I just want to say I love that like you're naming these movies like the Babadook and saying that they scared you because that's fucking rad because so many people these days that watch horror movies be like, these aren't scary. This is a lot of people don't even like the Babadook. 
which doesn't make sense to me. I think it's really well done, but I appreciate that that you love new <laughs> new horror I mean, too. You know, like if if anyone like is making a horror film and needs like a a, um, a test group, it's <laughs> like let, put me on it. And, oh yeah, <laughs> and you'll get like a real yeah. You'll you'll know if it's scary or not. Because if it doesn't scare it. me, it's it's fucking. It's scary. probably not scary. <laughs> Doesn't scare me. This movie's weak. This Fisher Price movie. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, I think like the one that I suggested to you earlier, The Vigil. I think is one mm-hmm. that you're gonna like because it's um it's a religion based horror movie, but it's not yeah. something that's like a, a like a massively aggressive type of you know horror film that a lot of the possession or like a lot of the religious horror films are. That mm-hmm. one I think is definitely gonna creep you out, and I feel like it's probably gonna scare you, but not in a way that like Hereditary would. Like, yeah. I think Hereditary would actually fuck you up as opposed to the vigil, <laughs> my, which is going to be scary, but it's also going to be like one of those ones that sticks with you. That and St. Maud. St. Maud is another one that I think would probably do the same oh boy. as the vigil. If, if I was younger, I would probably start my own fucking YouTube channel or TikTok where I like film myself reacting to horror films. I feel like <laughs> yeah. people would get a kick. Out you of should that. still totally do it. For real, oh, no, man. Yeah, that actually might explode. <laughs> yeah, that might actually be really no, good. I might explode. <laughs> <laughs> My heart might explode. I, I know. I and like, and like I said, there's so actually, you know what? We'll talk. We'll, you and I should do something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll try it. <laughs> I jumped out of a plane once. Yeah, me too. Yeah, isn't it? And uh, we were as we were going up, um, the guy was like. Um, hey, are you doing? I'm like, dude, I'm scared shitless. <laughs> and uh, and like, even when we were like falling and stuff like that, and like he pulled the plug and everything, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this is beautiful and this is cool, and we're just kind of floating down because we're tandem, you know, we were like stuck together. I'm like, yeah, I'm good with getting on the ground now. And he was like, at the end, he was like, I'm so happy because like dudes are always like, oh, he's never scared. And he's like, it's like this is totally scary. I've done this a thousand <laughs> times, and it scares the shit out of me every time. And like, it's okay to be afraid of fucked up things. Like, it, like it's actually like healthy. To if be you're not like, afraid from falling from a plane, I don't want to be right. You. <laughs> right dude. Like it's more terrifying. Like watch a scary movie and be like, you know what? Like this is fucked up, and like this is kind of like like. It's, I love that. It's cool. Like, it's yeah. like you know, everybody just, yeah, everybody said, like, why don't they just make scary movies anymore? And you're like, well, A, like, the movies are generally scarier when you're a child than they are when you're adult, but they do still make scary movies. I mean, I think, I mean, Hereditary is a goddamn scary movie. I mean, that's just, it for mean, sure is. The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Scary I'll try, dude, that movie's terrifying. Scary. For what it, for, for what it yeah. is, especially, that's a fucking terrifying can I just, movie. Can I just share something with you guys? because this literally scarred me and uh i just remembered it and have you ever seen bone tomahawk oh yeah yeah. (laughs) you know that fucking scene i'm talking oh yeah yeah. what the fuck (laughs) yeah that's not a horror film but that's scarier and more disturbing than for sure almost anything i've ever seen (laughs) okay this is a funny side note to that we actually have an we have an inside joke in our apartment me and my one of my roommates, my roommate Freddie, we had watched Bone Tomahawk and we both like knew that it was fucked up and like you know the wishbone scene fucked us both up real bad. I didn't know that. When I <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, this, anyway shout, shout out to Freddie. Anyways, it's pretty, it's pretty, yeah, Freddie yeah, fucking big rolled. shout out to Freddie. Um, 
so we watched that movie like me and him had both seen it and we asked our other roommates we're like hey have you guys ever seen bone tomahawk and they were like no and we're like there's a scene in the movie that's super fucked up i don't think you'll be like i think it'll actually fuck you up mm-hmm. and they tried to be like ah it's not that bad blah 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 blah. and we put the scene on and i was in my bedroom freddie was out there with them i hear the sound <laughs> And you know exactly what sound I'm talking about. And then my roommates just go, oh, fuck. They lose their mind. So then throughout from that point forward, every now and then we'll just get a group text to the whole fucking to the whole house that just says bone tomahawk <laughs> and they're like you're a piece of shit like, and every time, <laughs> yeah every time that's the thing that we say if we want to fuck somebody's day up we're just like bone tomahawk and they're like <sighs> fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sticks with you forever that it is does. that's it's that, such a well what? done scene maybe that might be the film that i wish to erase, to erase. To erase. Yeah, 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 yeah. came back around oh god <laughs> I will never get that sound out of my head. That sound will haunt my dreams. <laughs> the whole time, th- yeah. Like I, I, I can deal with like him putting his flask inside him. Like I can deal with that. Like that's a yeah. That. That's like so minimally fucked up compared to the other part. Like yeah. Like and it, and and like it just comes out of nowhere, and you're like, wait, no, stop, and you can't look away. And like wow. this, I have to mention this just because we are talking about the scene. The way that the camera whoever it is that directed it or the cinematography or whatever, the way that they were like, they show the camera as like, it's about to start. And then it just flashes over to Kurt Russell's face. And you're like, ah, they're not going to show it. And then it's just like peekaboo. And it just shows you like, right. As it happens, you're like, Oh, 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 come on. And then it goes back to Kurt Russell. And like his acting in that part was so well done. Because you could see, like, you would think in a part like that, like, maybe he would cry a little bit. Or maybe he would be, like, you know, freaked out to the point where he's, like, you know, in hysterics or whatever like that. It wasn't that. It was, like, a stoic fear. Like, he could see what was about to happen to him. And he was just, like, he held it together. But at the same time, you could see him completely unraveling. And it was all in his face. I would have also accepted vomiting in terror. Yeah, yeah, yeah as a reaction. shitting your pants for sure. Yeah. I would like totally even as a defense mechanism, as a defense mechanism, shit your pants so yeah. that like they don't want to actually do that to you. Like, ah, oh, it's a mess down here. Like, I feel like that they probably wouldn't care. Yeah, yeah they, they don't strike not. me as ones that would give too much of a give too much of a shit about that bad hygiene. <laughs> yeah. All right, we do recommendations. Recommendation. Fuck yeah. Want me to go first? I never go first. Yeah, yeah. you go first. Yeah, go you do first. it, Ryan. Oh my god, I feel so lucky. Um, I am going to suggest another podcast uh, called True Crime Bullshit, um, which is actually a quote from Israel Keys, uh, famed serial killer. I did a show in Sacramento on Sunday night and then drove back up to. Portland and listen to nine and a half hours of this Israel Keys serial podcast, which is almost probably 90% interview clips with Israel Keys. And if anybody doesn't know who Israel Keys is, he is a total jackass um, serial killer. And um, are you familiar with him, Graham? No. He's an Alaskan, Alaskan serial killer. No, he's, he's, he killed people in Vermont. 
Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, you're yeah, right. He, he killed that family, those that couple in Vermont. He killed people all over. He's really actually mostly like a Washington, Vermont, New York. Uh, he killed a lot of people. He is a driver. I actually have a stand-up joke about how I can never be a serial killer because it takes too much driving, and um, <laughs> um, and he is like the key to it. So he actually, um, li- he lived in Anchorage, is what it was. Yeah, he lived in Anchorage like his last years, but he initially lived in like. He was like raised by like white supremacists out in like Eastern Oregon, Washington, and stuff like that. It's funny, you would never think it that somebody raised by white supremacists uh, would be a total shitbag. But um, what? Get out of here! What? <laughs> um, Could have fooled me. Yeah, no. exactly. Like you know, um, such values. Um, Israel, Israel Keys though is a prolific serial killer. Yeah, as like, far he's one of the ones that oddly doesn't get the same attention that a lot of the other ones do. But man, he, you know what? He was a real go getter. That is he, was a real, he was a real go-getter. Anyways, <laughs> he really uh, put it to work. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyways, it's a really good... Uh, the guy has been uh, the host, and I can't remember his name, which is too bad because I just invited him to be on the show, but um, he um, he um, put like four years in research into Israel Keys, um, um, which is a lot more research than any of us do for uh, our guests. And um, you know, just, you know, just so all our guests, <laughs> um, but it's, um, but, it, but four years. And so he's very versed in it. It's very cool. And um, he doesn't get into the theories and he's also like empathetic. And I think that, you know, there's a difference between sympathy and empathy, you know what I mean? And I think that that makes it, that makes it, you know, very good to listen to, like, you know, um, uh, Israel Keys is a uh, compliment, you know, he was also like a terribly great father. And like half the reason you don't know his name is because he insisted on keeping his name out of the media for a year because he didn't want his 10 year old daughter to find out about it. I mean, it's just weird, weird shit. You know what I mean? And so um, it's, it's totally worth a listen to. It's a, it's a deep dive of, of, of something. And I, um, and I kind of like that stuff. Uh, musically, the, the host, the host name, by the way, is Josh Hallmark. Yeah, Josh Hallmark, and uh, yep. and um, he does a tremendous job. And he's uh, been on other podcasts, and he's an, he has interesting stories himself of his life that aren't about his real keys. And so, um, uh, much respect to that guy. And uh, please um, uh, check it out. Uh, musically, I'm going to suggest. Um, I, I don't know if I've recommended them before, and I'm hoping to have the lead singer on uh, Joe Black on soon. But I'm going to recommend. I listen to a lot of Wisdom and Chains on my on my trip, and they. If you're looking for like kind of like more of like a classic New York hardcore sound, but that isn't super metally or cheesy or like tough guy e, and that has like some really good like. It's a little tough, but like it's but it's uh, so like earnest in its in its uh, behavior. I, I'm going to strongly suggest just listen to wisdom and chains they're a philly band and uh um i can't say enough good things about it like it was just like really good I actually listen to gordita beach and wisdom and chains and oddly the misfits um on this trip a lot so um it's all coming together right here at this moment so <laughs> um those are my recommendations right on um i'll do mine and then uh then we'll have <clears throat> graham and derek do the last ones uh my first one is going to be on shutter i already recommended the sadness which is dropping at midnight for sure uh but if you want something to kill the time before that drops uh watch the stylist um that also dropped a couple days ago like it was this last week the stylist is dope though it's from 2021 a real good mind fuck of a horror movie um and 
you know, I was I was going to go through a bunch of other stuff on recommendations. But as far as music goes, uh, I don't have any new music that I want to recommend this time. Uh, but I am going to recommend that everybody goes out and listens to the Black Dahlia murder uh, because, unfortunately, uh, we lost yeah. Trevor today, uh, the lead singer. So huge bummer. Yeah, big fucking bummer on that one. Um, my friend of the show and um, uh, you know, a friend of mine, uh, Nathan Rand, was a good friend of his and talked to just the highest praise about Trevor uh, being such a sweetheart and um, really like one of those dudes that supported local artists too. Like he would always come out to as many shows as he could, just like a generally really awesome fucking dude. So it was a big loss for the metal world, um, you know for sure, and music in general. So go out, listen to their music, support them as much as you can. You know, um, I know all the all the members of the band are going to need it. So um, definitely that's my recommendation for music. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all I got for my recommendations this time. And like I have said um, on the show, a lot of times if you are struggling, please just reach out to us. I mean, we're not doctors or nothing like that, but, you know, but sometimes just another voice can be as much. Uh, we're available on all the uh, social medias and, uh, and please take care of yourself. We all do this stuff together and we need you. All right. You are you are wanted and loved. I love you. 100 percent. Absolutely. Um, OK. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, but I've been listening to a lot of Dead to Me lately. I don't know if uh, you guys have heard them. Uh, it's Chicken from Western Addiction and Jack from uh, Swinging Utters, One Man Army, Revolts, Toy Guitar, everything. Um, there's San Francisco, I believe, San Francisco punk band. They're on Fat Records for a little bit. They're just fucking incredible. Um, every single song they put out is amazing um i can't say enough good about dead to me so please go check them out uh my big uh recommendation this week is popcorn the movie popcorn from 1991 okay. um, rules it just dropped on shutter uh and it, it predates scream as like a meta meta fiction horror type thing it, it's very self-aware um it's uh it's the, the it's got like a slasher frame sort of but it's it's really all about it's about a, a a group of students who are throwing a horror uh festival and um and there's a killer during it and it, it's a very basic thing it's weird um and goofy but th there's a bunch of movies within movies that are fucking amazing um there's one called uh, Mosquito, which is like a 3D film. There's uh, The Attack of the Amazing Electrified Man that uses uh, Shockoscope. Um, there's The Stench, which uses Odorama. It's very much like a William Castle-esque type thing. And it's just a fucking amazing movie. Um, and, and, and specifically for those movies within movies, um, the, the special effects are awful and awesome. So it fits perfect with that <laughs> shit. Um, it was directed by Mark Harrier, which is super interesting, uh, was he appeared on Freddy's Nightmares. And then the only other thing he really did was he was Billy in all three Porky's movies. Oh, shit. Um, and then directed this movie. And he was actually called in after because the first director was like kicked off or something. Um, <clears throat> but it stars uh, D. Wallace, who, you know, from Cujo, Hills Have Eyes, Critters, uh, E.T., basically royalty. Um, and Kelly Jo Minter, 
who's fucking Maria from Lost Boys. She was in People Under the Stairs, uh, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 5. She's fucking royalty, too. Um, and then Tom Villard, who I only really knew him from uh, One Crazy Summer. He played Bobcat's brother, Clay. He's one of the Stork brothers. And uh, he was actually one of the first Hollywood actors to be open about his sexuality and living with AIDS. And he died in 94. Um, but it just he, he he's so good in that movie. And just the whole movie is fucking fantastic. So go check out Popcorn on Shudder. Thousand percent, man. It's such a good movie. Yeah. Derek, right. what do you yeah, got what, for us? What, what am I recommending? Music and film? Anything you want. Anything Anything you want. want. Okay. uh, For horror and kind of, I think, I think this is a horror film, but it's also funny. Uh, Psycho Gorman. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hell yes. (laughs) It's one of our favorites. Absolutely. (laughs) You're in good company. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's it's, I have a shirt. It's one of my favorites in the last couple of years. (laughs) Because it's hilarious, but it's also deeply disturbing. It's, yeah, it's so fucked up, but it's hilarious, and they have like great music in there, like the and the special they... effects, like all the monsters and shit, just look incredible. Yeah, <laughs> and the poor kid that gets turned into the big brain, <laughs> 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 and he won't change him back. <laughs> with it. Yep, <laughs> so fucked up. Yeah, I lo- yeah, that. Um, we didn't get into it, but I just. Pop things popped into my head like um, Korean zombie flicks, Train to Busan. Uh, oh, yeah. The show, the show Kingdom. Yeah. Fucking love it. Yeah. Um, music. Uh, I would. So I, I think I spoke very briefly about black metal, and I would love to highlight um, Native American and just kind of First Nation indigenous black metal that is slowly. Um, getting out there um, and strongly suggest uh, not listening to racist bullshit black metal, but like, um, like a pan American native front is fucking sick. And it's really, really good. Just like it's really good raw black metal. Um, Yeah. I would say if you're going to get into black metal, like look, look more, and like minority communities there's some great stuff coming out of indonesia um and and then also you should listen to this um this indigenous black metal band called some potly that just uh they just released a record on uh, 20 bucks spin and it's fucking awesome it fucking rules you should listen i, I feel like ryan's not gonna believe that i didn't like tell you to uh, recommend like non-racist <laughs> black metal. <and> right. <laughs> Ryan's a big uh, and not anti-metal, but he like refuses to admit that he likes metal. He does, but he ch- likes to pretend it's a different style of music. Like Anthrax isn't metal; it's skate rock or something. I don't know, but <laughs> he likes metal. But like we talk a lot about uh, how black metal has issues, um, and I love that you're bringing that up. So yeah, and like yeah. another like. Uh, Ray Dawned is another really great like anti-racism uh, black metal band but yeah fucking awesome no and it's good to see more of it coming out and I will strongly support it and I'll always uh, but it's good and it's still unfortunate I mean like and I listen to other music that, that struggles with the same thing I mean it goes into Oi you know which has a terrible you know the chisel you yeah. chisel 
Yeah, so like the chisel. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I like a, a lot of that. It's just that uh, I, I felt like in black metal, the um not that i'm into gatekeeping but the scene could have done for a long time do better about uh, policing itself and and, and saying you know what we're going to draw the line mm-hmm. here oh, yeah. and oh, you sure. know and said they'd rather be mad at like anti kids who like maybe and who overreacted or whatever but like there's a lot of like that hate towards that and that we're, we're just doing our thing and you're kind of like well i mean like don't you want like inclusivity and metal in general? And so, you know what I mean? So it's like, so it's, it's nice when I hear that bands are coming out here and being about that and like standing that ground, you know what I mean? Cause like, you know, uh, because when all those kids were beat out of, when all those Nazis were beat out of punk and oi and hardcore, mm-hmm. they all went to metal, you know, they all went to, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? And so, because that scene didn't do enough of that, of that stuff. So to hear it now and to hear that it's coming up like that just warms my heart. Cause you know, musically speaking, like, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Like, like, you know, music, but it's, um, but. Oh yeah. But, uh, there's nothing worse than hearing like a great black metal band you're like i fucking love this and then like you read one fucking thing on google and you're like god damn it like, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> exactly you're like I hate that. why is this like yeah and it's like and i'm fine with doing the work about searching the bands out because i want the bands to be successful that aren't that mm-hmm. way that are going against that because we we need that as much as I dislike the other bands, you know what I mean? Like, even if I wasn't a fan, I'd still probably support like an anti-racist black metal band. But like, um, even if I wasn't like a fan of the music, you know, um, but, it, but it is nice to hear um, because it's like those bands need support and they need, because that, you know, because that seems kind of entrenched in a little bit, even, even with the people who aren't necessarily um, like actually like active Nazis or racist, there's also a lot of like, just like, but I don't see it. It doesn't really matter, which is a luxury. A luxury I don't allow myself. So, can I mention really quick my favorite aha moment with music and with bands is oh, fans of talking ro- about the band. Uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, quite the opposite. It is the moment that fans of Rammstein see their lyrics translated. And you get one of two reactions. You get, oh my God, what have I been listening to for all these years? <laughs> or you get, holy shit, I love them so much more now. <laughs> but like, they have some of the most insanely dark lyrics, like out of pretty much any band. And most people that listen to them have been like listening to them and singing along to them for fucking years. And then they're just like, oh, that's what they were saying holy shit <laughs> yeah i've seen them like three times <laughs> incredible incredible live show to this day i will say this it's the best live show that i've seen ever and it wasn't necessarily like the music was great but holy shit the performance that they put on on stage like with their stage show and their oh, energy yeah. and everything yeah it's fucking untouchable it's and insane when, uh, when you're like 16 years old and like you know, it starts off. He's like, has like the uh, the the. Uh, I don't know if he still does this, but like in two thousand or ninety nine or whatever, he had like a the uh, laser goggles. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he had this big coat, and then like he would set them on fire. Yep. And then he'd start singing like on fire, like that alone was like, you know, what it's the fucking fuck? wild. <laughs> and also, I found this out. Every member of Rammstein, every single member of them, is a licensed pyrotechnician. 
So that's why their performance is the way that it is because everything that they do, like this is a little side note thing, but when they do their encore, a lot of the time it's the song Angel, which is angel. And when he comes out of the ground, when he comes out of the stage and he's wearing that giant contraption that is those metallic angel wings for the longest time, they weren't able to do that on an indoor show because of the amount of fire that comes out of each one of the little wingtip things. And because there's like regulations and shit like that. So they ended up getting their pyrotechnicians license to be able to do their show. And they, every single one of them went through the whole process of doing it. Um, so that they have the safety um, clearances to do all this stuff for all their shows. Safety first. Talk about dedication. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> This has been really fun. Um, thank you so much uh, for joining us and, uh, and being a stand-up guy. And uh, for everybody, go find uh, Gordita Beach on, on your favorite um, um, streaming service. And then uh, where can they find you like to buy like physical stuff from you? Oh, glad you asked. Come out Friday, May 13th at The Nest because we're doing this old school style. Hell we're yeah. only selling them at shows. I only... <laughs> we had enough money to make so many and I'm <laughs> never going to do this again <laughs> in my own pocket. So if you want the pink limited edition vinyl, you got to come out to some shows. And the first one's going to be this Friday. And then, Oh yeah. We'll, I'm we'll so you excited. Know, you know, and hopefully in the future, like, you know, there'll be other opportunities. We got, you know, four new songs. So, yeah. So we'll see. What time Sweet. is that show, Graham? What time is that 730. show? 7.30. The show is at 7.30. It's $10, 21 plus. Uh, we also have Night Surf. Our buddies oh, yeah. in Night Surf, one of my favorite fucking bands of all time. Uh, Altered States, who has members of uh, Texas is the Reason. Maybe the best named band of all time. Um, and Boar, chaotic hard. It's a Mitchell's lyric. I know it's all coming in full circle here. You know yeah, what I mean? totally. so, No, yeah. it's such a great, it's always been, I think probably my favorite name for a band just cause it's such a cool reference and they sound nothing. Like I love it when a band references something that they don't sound anything like that's awesome. Yeah. Um, when, when, I might when, just have to, I might just have to fuck around and come out to that show and take pictures. Please do. It'll be so, so rad. Yeah. I think you should. That'd be great. <laughs> I, went to, I, I went definitely am going to try to. I went to Dealey Plaza once with one of my best friends. Um, shout out to Cedar. And uh, you can go stand on the grassy knoll and there's like a fence up there and people like write like little things on it. And my friend Cedar wrote Texas is the reason. And uh, I thought that was like really like the coolest fucking moment of like the, to use that term. Like he wrote it on the, you know, the, the president is dead and it's like fucking beautiful. So anyway, shout out to uh, Cedar. Um, and shout out to everybody worldwide. Worldwide, make it to make it to New York City this Friday. That's the day after tomorrow. Well, actually, I'm probably gonna drop Friday this. the 13th. Friday the 13th. So, like, if you're in the UK, you can probably get on a plane now-ish and um, <laughs> and make it. Um, uh, New Zealand, you probably, I, you can probably make it. Like, if you can, you get need to, that hot pink seven inch. Yeah, too. come on, <laughs> New Zealand and Australia. Um, you need that hot pink seven inch. Is that what you really just said without the vinyl part? <laughs> there, <laughs> <Fuck> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, no shame. No shame. This is safe space. Absolutely. This is 2022. Hell yeah. Whatever. And give me all you got. Um, (laughs) But uh, um, United States still in first place only at this. Um, United Kingdom, UK still holding strong in in, in, in second place. Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and Germany all tied for third. And then we got um, Sweden and Mexico and the Netherlands uh, coming in here. Uh, oh, and Puerto Rico. We got Puerto Rico on the board. Hell yeah. So um, that makes me uh, very, very excited uh, to know that y'all are listening. Uh, thanks to everybody for, for tuning in to us. Um, we have the Army of the Goddamned, which are, shout them out. Drew Muldowney, Alan Graham, Jake Jolly, Ron Knobloch, Kristen Pearl, Ashley Ketchum, and Chris Fortune. Um, you can find, you can become a member of the of the uh, Army of the Goddamned by going to our Patreon, which is AGHP666 on Patreon, and uh, choose one of the three tiers that we have, and um, and get yourself uh, get yourself some swag, and get yourself some, uh, and become you know the, the lasting member of uh, of something you know fucking dope. So but also uh, after you watch the sadness when it drops on on Shutter. You can listen to the episode of the Grindhouse that we're dropping over there on the Patreon, where me and my friend Perry uh, go deep into that movie. So, and then go to the, the Gore p- store and get yourself a nice shirt. Fuck yeah, um, we do. We have a um, we have merchandise merchandising. It's um, it is um, it is uh, cool. Um, Graham did a ton of the art. We have a lot of things coming up. More stuff coming up for it. I'm really excited about it, and um, we have some really cool shit coming out featuring artwork from my very own sister. Yeah, that's going to be a real cool thing to drop for you guys later. So, because uh, all the stuff, art, food, movies, all that shit, rad. Um, you know, good shit. Um, so please uh, check it out, and um, and once again, um, uh, rest in peace um, to you know to uh, so many struggling people in this world, and uh, please. Please, I'll say it again. Reach out. We all do this together. We all need each other. Um, this world uh, um, is a hard place, but if we stick together, maybe we can just burn it down together. And I, and I mean that <laughs> um, So please, everybody, until next time, please start some fires and break some glass. Thank you very much.